Well, welcome back everybody to another Full Tank Motorcycle Podcast with me, Rob, and Tim. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. You didn't think you were going to have to introduce yourself? No, though, I did didn't. You? I was waiting. Um, as usual, we'll start with what you've been up to. Mm. What have you been up riding to? Riding my bike this week. I am listening. Sorry, I'm just looking around. <laughs> uh, I've been riding my new bike this week because for the first two weeks of having it, I don't think I could. And I was really itching. It was, it was mean too because I was supposed to ride into work on the Sunday. And um, I went to start it, and because it had been sat for a while, it, the battery was dead. So, <laughs> Oh, man, I hate yeah. when that happens. I was so looking forward to it as well. I got up. I got myself early to the bike and stuff, got everything ready. I just the, yeah, best possible start to the day. And then I got to it, and it just went, Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you've been away on holiday, and you get back, and you're excited to get on your bike. And, like, the first ride, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get to work. And yeah, that's happened to me a few times. The battery's been flat, and that that exact noise where you're like, yeah, and it's just like clicks, and then it's yeah. like, mm, it's so disappointing. Yeah. But anyone who didn't listen to last, well, I always nearly say two last weeks, weeks yeah, two last weeks. two weeks or last fortnight's episode, mm. Tim got a new bike, but you hadn't Did. ridden it as of last week, last episode. <laughs> as of, actually as of last week as well yeah no I hadn't and uh, I'm loving it now I am loving it um, it's, do you know what it's a slow burn it's a real slow burn this one slow burn as in it's a slow bike or partially both <laughs> I was it's got to be quicker than the Visa wait I haven't even said what it is yeah well um, we did last time it is a Moto Guzzi Grizzo 1100 1100 so you've stepped up from the v7 i have yeah bigger engine and you say it's not that quick but it must be quicker than the v7 it's it feels like it is quicker but um yeah it's a slow burn it's not do you know what it is uh, we're gonna get onto it later what our favorite bikes were but i'm gonna do a little spoiler and say my v7 was probably one of my favorites um which is real hard if have you're gonna you follow that because you hadn't gone. sold it it's, it's gone. gone now yeah privately yeah yeah and it went quick too to Someone uh, no, actually, it was on Auto Trader, and it was a guy in Ireland. So it's I can't even see it. What, and he came and collected it. Yeah, it was a real odd thing, but he's picked it up and taken it to Ireland. So I won't even I won't even see that thing riding around, which is mm. gutting. It's almost good. It's good and it's bad because I think if I saw it, it would pull the heartstrings a little bit. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, it's That's gone. probably for the best. But it's going from that to the Grizzo was always going to be a difficult sell it was going to be a hard one because it's how many years older i was a 2015 16 and this is 2007 so mm. maths is my strong point um what is that eight years eight years <laughs> i think uh yes 2015 you said that. 2015 yeah yeah so eight years 2007 yeah okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that is yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna keep that in mind your mathematical <laughs> abilities for later, do a quiz. I will fail. Yeah, or if time. we ever manage to monetize the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds legit to me. This is my share. Um, yeah, so it was always going to be a bit of a tough sell. And this is, is an older bike, but um, more advanced at the time, so that it should kind of level out. But it's a very different machine. It's kind of like, uh, to compare it to cars for just a brief second, kind of like it's a diesel. It's got this initial punch to it. Yeah. It doesn't really build quite the same, even as the V7 did, hmm. um, which is all of what you want in a town. Uh, you, want all, you want all your acceleration in the uh, first 2,000 revs <laughs> so as you're trying to get it a smooth uh, start from a, a traffic light. So it's a little bit hard to use in town, but not impossible. Um, it hasn't got much to chase. So, you know, when you're overtaking and stuff, you've really got to kind of jump up a gear almost mm. actually to get it low down um, and it handles very differently as well but it's it's growing heavy? on me 
it's growing on me. It's uh, it's heavier than the V7 was, but not actually, I think, by a huge margin. I think it's probably about 40 kgs more or something like that, but it's got more uh, power as well, so it's, so it's not noticeable. Like 210, 220 kgs? Two, 250, I think, this one. Yeah. yeah, I thought the V7 was lighter than that. I feel a quiz coming on um, yeah, for future episodes. I think it's about the same as yours, and it is about 210, two, 212. The, the Street Twin's about 230. Is it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. The the V seven is definitely. I'm going to Google it now just to get closure on this. I'm pretty sure it's about two ten. So this is two fifty. It's a bit heavier. It's a bit bigger. But it handles really well. It's got a. It's got adjustable suspension. It's got sports suspension, inverted forks, and stuff. Here like you that. go. V seven stone three. So you had a two. I had the two. One hundred ninety three kilos wet. Wet. Yeah, that's pretty light. That is pretty light. Yeah. Oh. Especially with that big tank. Is oh. I think wet weight is normally like a quarter of a quarter of a tank or something. Oh, is it? it? Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, bear in mind it has a huge tank now. So if you get that thing 21 litres for anyone who doesn't full. know, that's the weirdest thing about Motogutsi V7s is like, yeah. they're not really a touring bike in terms of Yeah, why would you anything. stick that on there? The Grizzo's got yeah. like, I get 120 miles. I've, I've just found out the Grizzo before the um, reserve comes on. And the, yeah, the V7 used to give me like 190 regularly until the reserve went on, which was like another 20, 30 miles. Like, in a bike, so, you're never going to tour My... Well, you would be. My wife kind of always laughs at me when I do this, which is like, make some sort of quite convoluted reason up for doing, like, for, you know, figuring stuff out. Hmm. Uh, this is what I think oh, it yeah, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on, give me a comparison. Because, <laughs> like, touring motorbikes of years ago, mm. or things that were good for longer distances, they didn't have fairings and everything, did they? When the V7 no. kind of style of bike from Motoguzzi was first available, it would just yeah. be a big naked bike. Like, yeah. pretty much all bikes kind of look like that, you know, yeah. in the 60s or whatever. Um, so it could conceivably have been a touring bike at that time, but now it's just got that big tank because it's like their look. It's the look of that bike, isn't it? That's like an iconic sort of Motoguzzi style of tank that's yeah. been there over time. It's so, true. It's the, yeah, it's the iconic kind of... It's got an iconic shape to so it. So why would you make it... if it? If it's so long and wide, why would you make it like low capacity? Hey, I'm not you complaining. Well. I love the fact that I had seriously. Mm. It had more range, more a bigger tank in it than my friends' adventure bikes, like the Triumph mm. Tiger and my friends' uh, BMW GS and stuff like that. When you look at it, and it's just that's comical. It's really mainly that it would be tank, that big. It's but like, it's mainly tank. Yeah, yeah that tiny bike little is fifty percent it, yeah. tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a supermoto with that. Yeah, you know. With anyway. A, Supermoto. Well, I, I didn't mean supermoto. I meant minimoto. Minimoto. But with Fine. a big tank on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Anyway. But no, it's really good. I, the Grizzo is really nice. The Grizzo. Yeah. I was just trying to remember what nice. we were talking about. Um, and whether I like it, how it rides. It's really good. It's really weird, right? So, you know, you'll have a look at it. It's parked downstairs and I will. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to go and have a look. It's cool. Um, it's still getting decent reactions. I like it a lot, actually. I've had the guy downstairs, actually, um, who works here, went and uh, told me about his Honda. He was like, oh, I'm looking at getting a Motogutsi. He comes over to me and says, like, oh, would you recommend it because of shaft drive and stuff? I'm slowly converting people, Rob. To shaft drive? To, well, shaft drive, oh, but Motogutsi. Motogutsi, Motogutsi. I think they huh. should give me a little bit on the side for uh, promotion. I'm, I'm well, one of the spokespeople. Uh, Ewan McGregor, I know, is on there. Pay yeah, exactly. You're, you're <laughs> the next logical step. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I have uh, I have a contact at Motogutsi, don't know from that trip. You do. Simon. There you go. If you're listening. Tell him. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simon, I'm doing well for your brand. You know what? I'm converting um, people left, right and centre. Like, you haven't actually ridden the V85 TT, have you? No, I haven't. Oh, see, if you like Motogutsi, yeah, then like it's got to be the ultimate, I think. Mm. That's one of those 
um, you know, bikes that you test ride or have a couple of days on, and and like it's that one stuck in my mind a bit as just that's having nice. a bit of that's cool. Because you've ridden a lot recently. If that's sticking in your oh, mind, then mate, I've been well in, I've been on all sorts lately. Um, but what I was going to ask you about the the bike that you've elected to purchase mm. without riding it before. <laughs> have you done that before? Is that the first time you've ridden without testing it? No, you know what I've. Um, or is this I... a serial habit? <laughs> It's probably a serial habit. The only one I think I rode before buying it, in fact, the only one I definitely did ride before buying it, was a... Oh, sorry, there's two. It was the Street Triple. Mm-hmm. I went on the newer version of the Street Triple, and I was smitten, so I went and looked for one and I found a little bit older one, but it's essentially the same bike. Yeah. And the V7 three, I tried that one, and then obviously after trying the V7, I was like, oh, I really want one. So I went and did my research and got the V7 two. Mm. Um, so I've done it twice, but most of my bikes before that, especially if it's second hand, because it's, if it's a bike that's mm. been out for sort of 10 years or something like that, you're not going to find one to test ride. Mm. And I mean, especially if they discontinue it like they did with the Grizzo. So there isn't really a way of doing it. The MT-03 that I had as well, which was uh, a real quirky bike and for some reason sort of caught my eye, and I hadn't ridden one of them before handy. So you wouldn't even ask no to ride idea. it? Well, what are you going to do? I don't want to turn up on the day. I, I don't want to be that guy that turns up and like goes, oh, can I try it around the block? Usually that's just to Why? make sure nothing's going to fall off. Yeah. Oh, but you don't want to be the guy who says... Takes around the corner and goes, no, nah, hate it. It's a dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mechanically, it's sound. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. And also... There is a sort of there's something to be said for learning to enjoy a bike and you can yeah and you can learn to enjoy and the first time you get on it it's going to feel alien regardless so yeah. you're going to learn to and if it doesn't then maybe you're going to get bored quite quickly like if you get on yeah. a bike and it's super similar to what you've ridden before and therefore yeah. you find it easy to ride how much longevity is there there yeah maybe quite boring and also I mean I as we know I don't tend to keep a bike longer than about a year so yeah. the worst case scenario I'm going to have you know I won't like it for a year I just won't ride as much but yeah I, I mean other, I used you know, to be terrible for that kind of thing but I've had the street fin- street twin for two years now yeah I'm just determined to hold on to it and get my money's worth rather than sort of saddle myself with another lump of bike to pay for so uh, and yeah, like you say, I've been riding a lot of different things lately, so it's not yeah, really... Yeah, so you're uh, scratching that itch, right? You're trying yeah, lots of different stuff. Yeah, and like for the next... You know, I was saying last... I think last time we spoke, I was saying I've got a couple of bikes lined up from... Um, from Triumph. Triumph, yeah. but actually, Honda got in touch the other day, and I'm hoping to Ooh. pick up a CB650R. You know, the kind okay. of like retro naked... Yes, yeah. Next Sorry, week. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Hopefully like next the, week. The Neo so, thing. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I just don't feel any real need. need and there's some work that needs doing on my bike, so um, it'll be good to garage it for a month. My my tendency, I tend to bloody stick tires on them and then sell them about two months after the stick of the tire. I'm like, oh, I haven't even... I don't Maybe feel hold really off on new tires it. for your new bike. I really need to, seriously. But yeah, I keep buying bikes, sticking a new set of tires on it and then getting rid of them. So <laughs> if you're not keen to ask to ride a bike when you buy one... Mm. When you sell one, if someone asks you if they can ride it, do you say yes or no? I say no. Do you? No, so it depends. I say... Hmm. So... Is it case-by-case case based it's on... It's case-by-case. It's how much you I, think of the person. Yeah, it's how much I trust the person. It's where they're actually asking me to ride it. It's legally whether they can ride it. Is it if they're like, leathers have got... Like abrasion all down one side, and you're like, they nah. turn up with like a Sainsbury's carry bag, <laughs> no gloves, but like the cheapest helmet you've ever seen. Well, that's um, it, yeah, yeah. Then it's a go, yeah, you can take that. Bike, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I tend to, no, so 
actually, you know, for me, it's it's the insurance and the the legal stuff. I'm not gonna let someone go down the road on a bike if they're not insured. And most people who turn up, most people who've bought my bikes haven't got a bike that they're currently riding, so they haven't got active insurance, so they can't ride it. So mm. I would just from that standpoint, I'm like, no, you're not taking my bike because if you don't, if you don't know how to, you can roll it up and down, you can check if the gears work. You know, if you want to take it just down this car park or wherever I happen to be. Mm. Not that I sell car parks, because uh, that is dodgy in itself, if anyone's tempted. But, um, no, like, if it's just, like, literally to check that it's not going to blow mm. up on them, then I'm, I'm all right with that. I want them to feel easy about taking it away. But equally, like I say, they're not riding that way without insurance. There's no way. Uh, Which is why I don't do it. Mm. I don't ask people to do it. But what that's about when me. you rode that... What? Cruiser. Did you sort insurance out? Yeah, we're both fully comp. Both insured. Wow. Both sold. Very good. I remember when I <laughs> sold my Kawasaki ER6N. Yeah. Uh, a young chap called James bought it off me. We actually went for a coffee a month or two ago because he works not far from the other office. Mm. And uh, it was like January. Freezing mm. cold it was. And he showed up at, you know, seven-ish or something after work. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to take it for a spin just to check it was all all right. And like, I live on quite a steep hill. Right. With lots of narrow cars. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, potential for ice, dark, mm-hmm. wet. And I think he said he hadn't ridden for some time either, <laughs> but just let him have a go. And I thought, sure. <laughs> it's got, it had crash bungs on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> and also, in a way, if he drops it, he's obliged to buy it. That's true. Mm. That is true. That's, That's a good point. Well done, it. you. Yeah, yeah. So you're out there just before he turned up, like an hour before he Greasing came. In the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah with a bucket a of water, just stick like, of lard, <sighs> and I just sort of, just just as you pull away and accelerate away. Yeah, this is, yeah. Come on, freeze! Come on. <laughs> but I believe he sold it. He has a KTM yeah, now, fair so it's it's a bit sad for me to not know the location of the bike yeah. anymore. It's yeah, but, it is a bit of a shame. I like to sort of keep touch actually, um, but no. So, the, in, to get back to my Grizzo, it's a good bike. I am liking it, but it is a slow burn, and I think it's it's it always had the odds stacked against it because I really liked the V7, so it was always fighting an uphill battle mm. on that one. Well, um, but it's real. It's, I'm getting used to it, and it's got some poke to it. It's just that you kind of need to know how to use it. Um, it's what got power is it? Really good brakes. It's um it's got about eighty to ninety brake. I've seen someone do a dyno, and it was about eighty, but I think they listed it at about eighty nine. Which is not at the um, rear wheel, and it's got, like I say, it's got shit up brakes, and it's got good suspension, and it's comfortable, and it's big, and it just feels a bit more purposeful, and I like it. I'm getting on with it, and it's real, real long, and I don't a weird thing. I don't know whether you've found this with certain bikes, um, but like the steering geometry on it, because it's a really long bike. I was always told that it's actually quite nimble, considering mm. how big and mm. kind of heavy it is that you would assume it would be a little bit slower to handle. I like the extra weight because it makes it feel a bit more stable. Yeah. It's kind of twitchy. Yeah. Um, but I think because of the, just the way they angle that that um, headstock, whatever they've done to it, their little wizards have worked out perfect kind of um, proportions for it, that it is quite nimble. But it's a weird kind of um, dexterity that's got where there's a lot of counter steering needed. Like, you know, when you go in a corner, yeah. some bikes, and only a very few that I've ridden, um, you can properly feel it pushing against your hand that you've got to actively counter steer. Yeah. It's a weird thing because it's like it's it wants cool, to tuck its it? own nose in. Like, it really wants to go into the corner by yeah. itself, and you've yeah. kind of got to fight it out of that. Yeah. It's a weird feeling, but that's how it feels. So it's a bit, it's, an, it's a real oddball, but I'm, mm. I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I remember that actually from my sex, sex end. <laughs> 
Huh. <laughs> Freudian slip. Revealing a little bit too much about Your my... Your on it. Yeah. <laughs> ER se- That's its new name. So, yeah, when I had the ER sex then. Yeah. Um, that, I remember that hmm. occasionally, you know, cornering and being like, wow, you really do have to kind of like stop it from, from tucking in there. Hmm. Uh, but it brings us nicely on to... Um, we, we run a poll, actually, for anyone who listens who isn't a member of the Full Tank Podcast Facebook group. We run a poll before each episode, usually the day before, and we put a few topics in there. Everybody votes, and then we just pick the ones that um, everyone voted for. So Tim's first ride on his new bike was one of them. Um, but we also got a couple submitted as well uh, this time around. If you want to go and get involved in that, just search... F- I can't talk today, <laughs> Words. Yeah, it's because I'm actively trying to avoid saying ERSXN again. Um, that I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Carry stifling on. myself. But yeah, if you go to Facebook and search for the Full Tank Motorcycle mm. Podcast, you should be able to find it and uh, just ask to join and everybody's welcome. It is private, but that's just so we can keep it tight nut. Oh, tight nut. <laughs> Did I really say that? I am actually not kidding as well. That was not intentional. I think I'll it's that coffee. How many Let me carry on. <laughs> shots of coffee are in that coffee you bought me? Yeah, but I didn't put innuendo shots in yours. <laughs> so anyway. Know. I don't know. It's tight-knit so that if you are abusive yeah. on there or if you're going to try, try and troll, we can just keep it up. Not that it's happened yet. So there we go. But, um, yeah, the, the, there was a couple that were submitted, which I, mm. I, I really appreciate uh, uh, Brendan and Mark for submitting their own ideas for topics of conversation. Uh, Mark Smith Jr.'s was um, Tim and Rob's first bike, worst bike, and most beloved bike. Yeah, I like it. Um, I thought it was a great topic, and I think it leads on from this one. Uh, first bikes, I've just mentioned mine, ER6N, because mm. I went straight sorry, to big you bikes. you said that wrong, I think. This oh, time. yeah, sorry. <laughs> God. The ER6N <laughs> was my first bike because uh, <laughs> I went straight on to um, full license. Um, and it was great. It did the job. I bought it for 1900 and I think I sold it for pretty much the same nice. a year or two later, a couple of years later maybe. Mm. And to be honest, even the current Z650, which is the evolution of that bike, mm. 10, 12 years later, it's still the same formula. It's a parallel twin. Uh, just like a budget naked bike you know yeah, nothing yeah. really more to say about it uh, the only thing that is a bit well lacklustre is the sound it's got a 180 firing order so it just sounds very tractory it doesn't have you know if you've got what was yours on or oh, yours was 180 as well yeah they yeah they've always been they've 180, always been 180 yeah. so no they do I, I learnt on ER6 ER6N yeah um, with the crash bars and stuff like that and it did I remember it being yeah it did sound kind of neutral tractory yeah and you can you could you know put a fruity exhaust on it and it'll sound louder and bassier but, but not better <laughs> no it's just a louder tractor <laughs> they're the best kind of bike yeah. <laughs> yeah what's that huge bassy tractor coming and then it's just me getting home again yeah. Um, but yeah that was my first bike what about you Mine actually very similar kind of uh, same category. I went for a Suzuki SV650. So I learned on the ER6N. I'm going to say it properly. And my instructor told me 
not to buy it. I was I really liked it because obviously it's the first thing you sat on. It's very exciting, and you're like, yeah. oh, I love this bike. They've this got perfect. When you rev it, it's got. It's a good one. My friend actually out. just bought one as well mm. um, with the fairing. Um, oh, the, the ER6F. Yes, so you yeah, fully fared one. Um, so yeah, it's a great bike. And then I went to the SV650 just because my instructor told me to to go for something just different from what I'd learn on. Well, it's a V twin, um, I think, and it's a V twin. In it's, hindsight, yeah. you know, choosing between those two, I did go and look at an SV when mm. I was buying my Kawasaki, but mm. it was like it had had the motor sort of badly resprayed because it had obviously had quite bad oh, corrosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said to the guy, like, "Have you sprayed the motor?" And he was like, "No." And I was like. There's like a, a line where you can see there's a different colour and there's splats of paint. And I thought, well, if, if he's, you know... Maybe someone else has done it before him or something. Well, my, mine was more like he was just lying. And if he's well, lying about that, which is oh, minor, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. could say, look, it's an old bike, you're selling it yeah, for a couple yeah, of grand. Yeah. Just say you got a bit of corrosion, so you did a bodge-up yeah. job of spraying it to stop it getting worse. That's fine, you know? Yeah. I'm not expecting it to be brand new, but it just... No, I, yeah, then I was... you're like, well, what else am I going to uncover? Is it nicked or whatever? So... You know. No, completely. Uh, and I, in all honesty, I think you probably made the right choice because it wasn't well looked after. Mm. Um, just to add a little bit of flavour to my story, uh, I got burned. Mine was mine was a dog. Was it? Was, it? it was no, it was fine for like how much you pay for it? Six months. I spent like two grand. Mm-hmm. Mm, I got burnt. Well, I say <laughs> I got burnt. Literally burnt. And then I burned someone else. No. <laughs> So my because S- that that is you know you've had serious mechanical fault yeah, and right. you genuinely get physically burned. It was like a, yeah, it was like a saline torch. That's a bad purchase. <laughs> um, no, it was my uh, it was SV650, but it wasn't particularly well looked after. Or or the person that had had it f- uh, last, basically they knew it was on its last legs and they were like, no, I'm going to get rid of this, and they mm. went and took it somewhere and traded it in against something else. And obviously me, unaware, just came and bought it um, for 2000 which I think was actually a little bit steep for what it was anyway. Uh, it was a lovely bike, loved it to bits, mm. rode it down to London, rode it around a little bit, and then um, it started to backfire uh, horribly, and one of the cylinders had basically been running without oil because of the way they're hmm. angled. Um, yeah. the oil, they had a problem with the oil flow, regular kind of thing, but one of the cylinders was basically knackered, which meant that the engine was just... Kaputzed. but it's, it still worked and it's still going on um, so I went to a dealer and went well I'm thinking of changing my bike <laughs> would you trade my SV against it I bet they gave they you did. next to nothing for it anyway they they didn't give me a bad price for it but uh, really? I went from that to a Honda CB uh, 600 which was uh, you know steadfast it was a little workhorse mm. pit pony just mm. kept going so yeah that was a good choice for me so uh, even, would you say um, then given uh, Mark's categorizations here mm. that your first bike was also your worst bike no <laughs> no <laughs> don't tell me no, you're going to say the Grizo. <laughs> no how how dare you how dare you I've had it up to here with insults for anyone listening my hands above my head <laughs> with insults and that Grizzo I will not take any more passive aggressive abuse about the Grizzo um, no it wasn't my worst bike I'll get on to my worst bike do you want me to say what it was now or do you want to go first uh, I go mean on. this is the thing I've only owned the ER6 Sex N and yeah. then the, um, and the Triumph and then the Triumph because oh, wow. I've been trying to be Sensible. In previous hobbies, <laughs> I'm a serial hobbyist. Right. Music, I was into for ages. Spent loads of money on guitars. Yeah. Cycling, triathlon, did that for ages. Yeah. Had quite a few like carbon race bikes, you yeah. know, over the years. Uh, and I thought with this hobby, enjoy it. You know, same with cameras and stuff. Yeah. And YouTubing. You know, I've only started making a little bit of money out of it this year, but for the last few years, I've been spending on 
gear all the time yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's a money pit so with the bikes you know i wanted to just be a bit more like measured about it and uh, yeah so i'm trying to be sensible having i want to keep has it changed from, you yeah having kids <laughs> as well that's what you can, ju- you can just about justify hanging on to your existing motorcycle. You yeah, can't yeah. really justify changing it every at six the moment. Months. Yeah, going for anyone. I, I, I can see why people might get into PCP, where you're just kind of paying, you know, yeah. some bikes, 80, 90 quid a month, and then yeah. just give it back. You just see that as a almost rental fee, you know, every Yeah, every yeah I can understand that. So, yeah, uh, I, I get that. But really, at the moment, I'm just trying to hang on to mine. Which is um, sensible, and I think you, and you still enjoy it. You enjoy it the same as anyone else would. And yeah. It's, well, yeah, I mean, you're, and you, your bike is is pretty universal. It's pretty perennial as well. It just it doesn't... does the job. It's great, yeah. There's there's no fuss to it. But does that mean that, uh, by default, that the ER6 is also your wor- technically your worst bike that you've had? Well, I mean, this is a tough question because, <laughs> on paper, the specs are... I mean, it's a better bike to ride yeah. at a clip. You know, okay. it's got, like, the Street Twin's only got one, well, it's got bad brakes, very bad brakes, and one of them on the front. And the ER6N was a bit lighter, mm-hmm. um, twin discs, mm-hmm. and more power, yeah. like, at the top end, you know. It would rev out to nine, ten thousand revs. I think it's pretty much half of a four-cylinder motor, basically. You just cut down the middle is, oh, is yeah, the rough design. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so... It, it, it's really even though it's a twin it's quite revvy mm-hmm. um so it, it it was quicker i would say but you did have to give it a bit of gas to get it up there and and i think i've said before if you're riding in central london what you want your motor to do basically is just pull from any revs yeah like smooth you could though. feel it getting bogged down <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that twin the kawasaki around below 3000 revs mm-hmm. whereas like the peak torque on the on the street twin is something like three or four thousand revs it's, mm. it's barely ticking over and it's just really way more usable yeah. in fact you know 55 horsepower for a 900 it seems really low on yeah. paper it looks kind of stupid yeah, yeah. and people say that about harleys as well the sportsters those mm-hmm. are like 50 horsepower from mm-hmm. a whatever a 900 as well or the yeah. 883 or whatever yeah but i think people who are riding bikes that you know have the more like the japanese bikes that have the 80, 90 horses from a smaller motor, they maybe haven't experienced what that's like and what Mm -hmm. it translates to for sort of practical day-to-day riding where you are stop-start. It is just much easier than winding it up to get away from the lights quickly. The only thing I would say about the Harleys and stuff is they aren't really that practical of a riding position for filtering and being in town. You want to be a bit higher up, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. and maybe your feet a little bit further back so it's easier to get them on and off the pegs and so I can't think of another off the top of my head apart from like maybe the Royal Enfields or the Kawasaki W's I can't really think of a, a bike that has that characteristic it's an upright you know regular motorcycle Yeah. Um, but it has that kind of big motor that's really tuned down I don't think it really exists anywhere else. Uh, I mean, sure it does, but you know, not off the top of my head anyway. So no, the versatility. I don't think you yeah, you can get versatility with other stuff. I think it's pretty pretty universal, uh, versatile as a bike. It's one of the most versatile, I think. As so far, as far as its kind of class goes, worst bike really depends what you're looking at. I mean, braking, street twin, uh, right. but like, <laughs> but it, you can't say that's the word. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like, yeah, the ER Sex N did not look sexy. I don't think it. Had, it had started it to age a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, black one. Um, 
it had like a sort of tall headlight and, yeah, and no, like a, that I don't real know, it was just like nineties, early nineties yeah. style design. Is it, I, I, you know, for some They're people it might fugly. still look alright, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the best looking. No, it's a really good bike, but I do remember it being kind of uh yeah, it's not it's not a looker. <laughs> so what's your My worst bike? Yeah. So my worst bike, genuinely hands down, was the Yamaha Virago XV535. Really? That was a dog. Why? Absolute dog. It was the one that I bought. Reliability. But, yeah. But the thing is, and I, it's not even like it's an uncommon thing. If you find one that hasn't been well looked after, they do not age well. Really? Because the Yamaha, so they don't treat metals the same. I don't know. They just And some of the bolts and that thing were just made out of cheese. And you just, they just snap stuff off and then you have to buy a new bolt for it. Um, oh, damn. And yeah, and it was, <clears throat> they just didn't run right ever when I got it. So I bought it from a guy in Oxford mm. who who was like, oh yeah, I've taken it and I did some touring on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, clearly all bullshit. Uh, well, he probably did ride it around, but I think it breaks down to the exhaust that it had on it didn't work right or wasn't uh, balanced right for the engine, so it just didn't didn't run properly. But basically, I bought that thing and it wasn't long into owning it that it just started to cough and splutter mm. uh, horribly and just stall. So the carbs weren't working right, so I got them cleaned like twice, and it still expensive? didn't work right. Yeah, I, well, it, as you add it together, it yeah, was yeah. So then it so it still didn't run right, and then I got it balanced because and then it still didn't run right. I remember riding it away from the place, and they they'd done a kind of shonky job on it. I didn't use the garage again, but the um, the idle was set way too high, so I rode it away. I was like, oh yeah, it's all fine. As soon as it warmed up, it was just trying to rev itself to the moon. Every right. traffic light, oh. like I was sat on a bomb. <laughs> like every traffic light, you're there going, "Come on, you're just turning green." <laughs> As people are looking at you, and it's going, Meh. You're like, "It's gonna blow up any minute." That's just, it's gonna happen. Then you have to pull over. And I remember using this genuinely Christmas cracker screwdriver gift that I had on a keychain. No to, way! Like, to one of those actually came in. It actually worked and came, came in, in use one yeah. time. Yeah. I was so proud of that little toy. And for me to being like, I'm going to keep that on my keychain. So I, moved, I balanced it and got it working right to ride it to work, and that's fine. But then it still wasn't balanced right, it still wasn't working right. So I rode it home, and we were just pulling over constantly to try and rebalance it, just guesswork, because I didn't have the sort of equipment to do it. And then I rode it home, and it was still kind of like iffy. It sounded great. It looked quite good. Mm. It was a little bit kind of rusty, but it looked quite good. Uh, and I had big aspirations for customising that thing. And then the next thing to go on it was the... Um, <clears throat> was the what was it now the rectifier i think went on it so like electronically it wasn't working properly so i right. bought replacement with that got that changed over and then that was fixed and just smelt a horrible eggy smell whilst riding on the motorway once and went that's the oh, battery i get dying. that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it was like i don't remember eating anything last night i think i'm doing okay which service station do you go to <laughs> It was on the M1. Um, yeah, so the yeah, so just it just the battery cooked itself, and I was like, great, new battery. Like oh, there was yeah. nothing that worked on that bike, and I was like, this thing needs to go. Now, it when do you only keep go. them for a year? Yeah, right. But that, <laughs> do you know what though? It is ingrained in me because the first bike I had died after like six months. The next one started to overheat, so I was like, and it was the bike was fine, but I just went, oh god, wait, I don't want it to die on me. So I got rid of it again before it could have the chance to die on me, but it's still mm. running and working fine now. The next one I had was the uh, Triumph, which got uh, stolen. 
Mm-hmm. So that was like after nine months or, you know, seven to nine months, whatever it was. Um, then I bought, because that got stolen, the only thing I could afford was a Kawasaki ZR250, or a Bally, mm-hmm. as it's known, and it's an, it's an epic bike. It's this little <laughs> 250 thing that revs to like 21,000. It's incredible. Um, but I bought that thing, and that was just, yeah, it was such a kind of little toy. It was fun, but it was kind of silly. Um, and I sold that, it was like 600 quid, and then the next one, because I was like, oh, it's it's not running right again. Just needed the um, carbs clearing again. Then I got the Virago, because I was like, I want a Virago. And then mm. I changed the Virago. Yeah, like every six months, I'm like, I'm going to get rid of it before it can die on me, and I have to spend money on this thing that I potentially won't like after I've spent money on it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I keep sort of just getting shot of bikes. Uh, and then, finally, I've gotten to this place now where I had a bit of extra money to bought like, the V7, and that was that was fine. But I've still got this thing in my head where I'm like, every seven months, I'm like, need to find a new bike now, even though the V7 was absolutely perfect. So, your most beloved bike, then, moving on. It is. It's yeah, probably the V7. It's the V7. But you never know, the Griso might grow on you. And then... No, it's true, and it, it, I, I hold out the possibility that it will. Um, mm. And I do like it, and if I hadn't had, just had the V7, it would... Feature quite highly in my uh, most respected bikes that I've owned. Um, if you're talking best bikes that I've owned, I think I'd probably arguably say the Street Triple, just because if you're talking best, fastest, most kind of um, mm. agile or able bike, the Street Triple wins. But for the one that I like the most, I think it's probably the uh, V7. Hmm. That's my best. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's my bike history in a nutshell. Best bike you've ever ridden. That's a really hard one to answer. Mm. Give me a second. What's yours? Oh, <laughs> again, like if you're talking f- like quickest, you know, you said about the street triple. Mm. I mean, the other week when I was riding those MV Agustas, I mean, those were unreal. That the, the um, F3 800 mm-hmm. just felt so easy to ride and and rapid. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's hard to think about what the best is all round, isn't it, really? Yeah. I'm just so biased towards Triumphs as well. I find it very hard to get like, out uh, of that You've mindset. ridden a lot of them, though. I mean, as a company, they've reached out to you more than anyone else. So you're going to have more What are you trying to say? To I'm completely impartial. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I mean is, but it's a, they're the ones <laughs> that you've got the most experience on. Because because they're so freely giving of their bikes. And it's not um, you're not paid on it or anything like that. It's just if that's what you've been riding more. Kind of. I mean, it's only actually in the coming months that they, that they've got me the bikes. Mm. Um, the bobber I had was through Bike World. They gave it to them. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and you know, I have met a couple of people there, and and they have been very, um, yeah, like positive about about access to stuff. So that is great. Um, but you know, if I guess what what I would come at it from the angle I'd come at it from is like is like if money was no object or practicality. Like which of the bikes you've ever ridden would you own? Do you, um, do you know one of the what was one probably? Of the best bikes? I honestly, personally, just love Thruxtons, but never would have even considered buying one for Goodbye. commuting around bike. London. Like you know, um, I did that tour of uh, the 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 garage with four Triumphs in yeah. on YouTube. In that white, the Thruxton R to me just looks incredible. Yeah, I gorgeous. love that with the fairing. So. Nice. 
but I mean, I know it's not the best bike ever. And, and no, like, no, but but the temptation is always to say a sports bike, isn't it? Because like the fastest thing, the most technologically capable. But I'm also sure the one like, that you connect best with the with the riding, like it just dial you dial into its riding style mm, quite quickly, right? So mm, the Thruxton's the bike you dial into the riding style, mm, and that's that's kind of sells you on it. Because um, neither of us are racers, if we're honest. Mm, so if no. it's if it's going to be like which one? I mean, I'll happily get on a bike and take it around a track, but I wouldn't say that's my kind of specialty no i'd say i'm better on the road than i would ever be on the track i think right um so i'm more geared towards that kind of riding having said that i actually quite like some of the sports bikes i've ridden mm. i think so for me the best bikes that i've ridden it's probably as i think about it between the mt10's really good mm. i don't think it's my favorite i think i prefer the speed triple mm which was really, really good. I like that bike a lot. The newest one, because yeah. they, they uh, changed the power on it. <clears throat> and the Z900 from Kawasaki, which really? is an odd... Yeah, it's an the odd model. RS model. or just the regular? Regular. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a bike that's, for like Same you said thing. before, it's just stuck with me since I've ridden it. And I didn't even really get to kind of test it much. I just mm. got to take it on a, a quick enough test ride. But it just it's stuck with me. It's a nice bike. Hmm. It's a really good bike. Neither of us mentioned electrics there. No. Hmm. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that the SRF is definitely one yeah, of the one good. of the better bikes I've I've ridden as well. I'd put yeah. that up there. But the reason I I, I move on to that is because one of the things we voted on on the Facebook group was Long Way Up, uh, which is Hell yeah. Ewan McGregor and, and Charlie Bowman's next mm. adventure. My mode's a good see buddy, buddy. Um, Ewan McGregor. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, been we'll promoting the V eighty five TT, hasn't he? Yeah, he's sort of been posing he's, with he, it. Yeah. Well, I, I was hoping they were going to do the trip on the V eighty five TT. Right. Anyone who, who doesn't follow Mr. Gutsy on Instagram, uh, they've been posting quite a lot of content with yeah. Ewan McGregor, sort of riding it around some scenic areas, getting some nice photos. So, I mean, it would have been a little bit. Um, he's their go to celebrity on tap, though. He because he loves right. Mr. Gutsy. Does he? And he's a brand ambassador for him. Mm. So they've used him. They used him for the um, Odache. Or Didn't the they? California, yeah. I've, I was looking at videos and stuff. I was like, oh, there he is again. <laughs> but I think I don't, either they're doing recce's in South America now, or they're doing like I don't think they're filming yet. I don't know because I think it's only been. Or him. maybe it's just recce's. I've seen just photos, him. but yeah, maybe it is just. Um... But they're on an adventure kitted out version of the Harley Livewire, which oh, yeah. is like. I don't know. It's going to ruffle bonkers, some feathers, right? isn't it? I love it when people do stuff that's a little bit wild because how else would they make it? relevant now and how else would they make right. it different to the other shows mm -hmm. this is a big one um i mean the first thing that jumps out to me is just how but ugly like how how you can change um what is at the core quite a nice looking bike mm -hmm. that the live wire there's some nice proportions to it yeah it's nicely finished as well yeah. um you know the choices of textures and and sort of metals and stuff like that but if you put Everything from the accessory catalogue, handguard, screen, uh, panniers, and yeah. all that stuff. It just looks just awful. And it reminds me of... I don't know if it's just electric bikes that... that I think adventure bikes, they need to be, like, gruff-looking, you know? They need to be a bit blocky and a bit, like, substantial-looking. And sort of plastic swooping shapes don't lend themselves to that. And no. there's a there's a... Actually, Zero just announced the 2020 range um, for... Like 
Well, so I think it was like yesterday. Mm. There's no, no, no major changes in there. Right. It's all the same bikes. The prices have gone down. The, the specs might have changed a little bit. Okay. But one thing they are bringing is, I think it's called the Black Mountain, the DSR Black Mountain. It's right. an a t- adventure touring um, option, let's say, on mm-hmm. the DSR. So yep. it's got like luggage and a big screen and handguards, I think. Again, for me, no offense to anyone who has one, but that to me just looks like everything from the catalogue's been stuck onto a... Oh, the DSR now you're talking. You yeah. don't like the look of that one. So a no, with the, the Black Mountain version. Yeah, 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 the Black Mountain. Yeah. You're, yeah. Tim's I'd got have, it up. I've got it up. I can see it. I know what you mean. Maybe put a picture in the uh, group just so anyone can see. Oh, Black Forest. There you go. Sorry, DSR Black Forest. Yeah. It's, it's not my favourite looking bike out of the box, even from them. Like the, um, the SRF is the first one I've actually liked the look of, personally, and that is only down to taste. But, uh, yeah, it's not doing it for me. But then, do you know what? Adventure bikes don't necessarily do it for me either, looks-wise. But you must be able to appreciate that, like, something like a GS, some yeah. sort of metal panniers and top box kind of complete the look mm-hmm. with some stickers on from all the countries you've yeah. been to. You know, that's the vibe. But, yeah, honestly, those pictures of the live wire with uh, Ewan McGregor on it. He's even got a little Krieger bag that's mounted on the front mudguard. Right, and it doesn't help that actually it's not it's not um, it's not like Barkbuster handguards, it's those big muff things that um, you know like delivery riders have. <laughs> oh, is it them? Yeah. Oh, that's. Are you, are you looking now? Yeah, I don't like those muff those little sleeping bags. Maybe that's hands. what he was actually doing. They're practical though. He's not filming long way up. He's delivery. He's, he's on delivery. Del- yeah, Pan American delivery. That little um, Krieger bag on the front mudguard. If you want authentic, that's the perfect size. Yeah, for some authentic South American food. If you're in the states, or like you know those <laughs> those like plastic or metal containers that you get either Chinese or Indian food in. Yeah, one of those would fit perfectly in there. Oh, it has just got the mitts. It looks bad there, and he's yeah. got a phone. See, can you see the phone? Yeah, it does look like he's delivering. It's just he doesn't have the big um, <laughs> top box. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting one. So I, I uh, I'm gonna give a shout out. Sounds wrong coming from my accent, but I'm gonna say it for shout out to Adventure Bike TV, which is uh, they've done a little um, roundup of all of the information we have so far on the tour for the long way up that they're doing. So it sounds kind of interesting. And the thing that hit me the most was kind of the equipment that they're taking. And I'm sure televisually it will look fine when it's finished. But the legitimacy of taking so the old the BMWs they t- they took the bikes everywhere and they they really genuinely did do it and those bikes will do like three hundred miles on a tank and then you can fill them up and stuff like that. I was looking or he he was but actually they, explaining they the, did engine swaps right they did do that yeah I believe so yeah, yeah. they swapped engines I know they had some problems I, I, that's what I heard anyway <clears throat> which is fair enough but there is a difference between that and you can't legitimately say that you've taken that bike for the Pan American thing across that country when there is one charge station in Argentina. Is that what it said in the... Listed, yeah. So in terms of what they're actually going to do with them, they've got four Harley Livewires. And a van. And a van. Right. So the idea of... So with the BMW one, and people, other people have done this, right? So lots of people do these... these, I say lots of people. A few people do these like world round trips. Yeah. And they'll do it on one bike. Maybe they, and they might have some problems where they have to change an engine or whatever it is. Yeah. But essentially it's just them and a bike. And if you stripped away the camera team, the, the crew that are with them, mm-hmm. they could do it feasibly by themselves. 
you can't feasibly do it by yourself on the live wire just taking that bike up there. You need the whole support team. Arguably, you could if you charged it with a domestic charger. Yeah. Overnight. So if you if you rode conservatively, you might get 100, 150 or 200 miles maybe. Probably not more on the 100 side, I think. It's Especially more- at a constant speed because yeah. you, if you're stop-start through town, it recharges under braking and that's how you get good mileage. But I've heard on motorways or open roads you know let's say 100 you would have to do 100 miles a day and um then yeah if there are no charges you would have to find someone who would let you charge it on mains which i think it would do overnight yeah it would do so it will charge in about an hour apparently um i think the fastest i've heard for anything but but is that not with a 20 is that not with a supercharger it's probably the fast charger That'll be the fast charge. That'll the, be from a station. Like, where what's the southern tip of... Is, they're going from the southern tip of South America, are they? Yeah. All the way up to, like, Alaska or something. So, I believe, yeah, I believe they're doing the... They're just, yeah, doing the uh, American continents. They're going Pan-American Highway, seemingly, because they can't do as much of the off-road, because it's not an off-road bike, really. It can do some of it, I'm sure, but um, it's not the same as what they were riding last time. Um, so, like, if we said... I'm just trying to find out how far that is. Hmm. Let's say if you went... I'm just Well, the Pan American Highway, I believe... What was this? So this is, again, from that channel, um, Adventure Bike TV. Uh, was saying it's about... What is it now? Pan American Highway, 19,000 miles. Um, if you're 19, doing 19,000 miles, 480 miles a day would give you... Or would let you do it in about 40 days. Um, which is feasible. It's feasible, but you have to just, you know, obviously keep going oh, as they do. Sorry. What nineteen thousand? Mm. And they you say the they maths. can do it in forty days. Hey, I'm, I, we've established I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> that, that's four hundred and seventy-five miles a day. Yeah, for, yeah, four hundred eighty, four hundred seventy-five. Yeah. So you could oh, do is it that what about, you just said? 40? Yeah. So nineteen thousand miles. Um, this wow. channel's broken it down that you could feasibly do about four hundred eighty in a day. So you stop and charging. So stop presumably charging they're charging the bikes days. in the van. You'd think so. Yeah. Yeah. With what? I don't know. Generator. Yeah, massive. Petrol thing. generator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah, come on. Well, they have to have a generator of some sort. What else are you going to have? Solar panels? Battery? Another big battery? Batch, massive battery. Logistically, oh, maybe. this just seems... It just seems like easier to take a... Battery swap. Oh, it's definitely easier, <laughs> Rob. That's not take the point. Take a GS. <laughs> that is not the point. They'd be better off doing it no, on they're a doing big this... Harley. You know, yeah, big, well, big petrol ones. That's not what they're doing. So... No, I do, I, I do, I do maintain that I think it's good that they're doing something I, I think it is as well it's nice different. that they're mixing up the formula I think that's quite cool and they're doing it maybe a little early for the electric um, but it's it's cool to see it because no one else because I'm always in, interested to sort of see people genuinely use these electric bikes and see what the kind of trials and tribulations are of you having to sit at the side of a road for ages or you know at a, a petrol yeah. station while you're waiting for it to charge and things like that that's an interesting and important part of knowing what it would be like to own one and I like seeing this but yeah it's going to be allegedly that they've got four live wires so they can swap them out seemingly mm. that's what it looks like they might be doing 120 grand 30 grand each aren't yeah they? that's not on, not on their dime <laughs> you could probably hire that's... a limo and do the whole thing yeah. in complete but if Harley are going to give you free bikes, yeah, it costs them nothing. Mm. Fair Just enough. Good for Harley, um, but yeah, and it's it's good for their image, I think. Actually, for Harley, this is, this this actually is should be relatively important for them. Um, 
but yeah, it'll be an interesting one to do. And they're also taking, they've got electric vans as well with them. They're uh, taking, what were they taking again? They're the Rivian pickup trucks. Okay. So they've got electric SUVs as well. And then you go, oh, they're doing electric bikes and electric SUVs. And then they've got two Mercedes Sprinters and a Ford F-150. <laughs> but we still need the petrol. Everywhere. Yeah, I guess they do. Uh, well, it's still pretty cool. And I think it gives like amazing visibility to biking and electric yeah. motorcycles yeah. in the mainstream as well. Because you'll get people watching that that just yeah. enjoy it. And the you point know. is, it's nice for them to do it now when it is tough and hard to do. Because that yeah, makes otherwise, television, right? Yeah. Otherwise, if it was like, there's low, oh, there was plenty of charge stations and it was really easy. It'd be really mm. boring to watch. So it's, it's interesting to see how... Uh, how that's it isn't it any good story has you know some conflict or tension and some, yeah. yeah resolution at the end yeah um, which I obviously try and bake into all of my videos you know yeah no it goes in there I like it <laughs> it was like your Ford crossing exactly yeah yeah is it really an adventure bike and then yeah. you try and you know figure that out it poses an interesting question yeah but that's tough it's really tough to find that so I guess yeah amazing that they've got like it's a really good point of yours there that yeah you need that kind of adversity this is the right time to do it I think yeah um, cool I, I'm looking forward to watching it I'm just uh, diving back into the group here and there's another um, topic suggested by Brendan Hager thank you Brendan for submitting an interesting little suggestion here so Brendan asks if there's any intel that's short for intelligence uh, <laughs> on any updates for the 2020 street and speed twins this might be off the back of... I've been publishing a few videos lately. Uh, well, a couple for now. Ahead of Eichmer this year where most of the big new bikes are launched. I yep. did one roundup of all of the Ducati rumours that I could find. And then yep. I did one for the Triumphs as well. So I'm not sure if Brendan saw that and, and felt like I'd omitted the Street and Speed Twins. But, you know, I don't really have intel as such. The only way that I've been getting all this information is like through proper deep google research and then just reading lots of articles mm -hmm. and like yeah i went up to hinkley for the launch of the daytona limited edition yeah. uh and did a couple of videos on that and and you know met that some of the marketing and pr guys there and anytime you go for that stuff you have to sign a nda so you're not allowed to talk about it until it it kind of you know, what do they call it? An embargo? And embargo, point, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, even if people do have advance warning, they're not really going to lay it out there um, because worst case scenario, they take legal action. But probably the mildest case scenario, they just won't invite you, invite you back for future stuff because they're they're planning these launches. Oh yeah, yeah. For oh, ages. they just they. Um, I've no doubt they'd pull the plug on inviting you. They to don't stuff. want some YouTuber like ruining their. This is sort of sounded like you do have some information. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> I don't. But I think no, like, you're setting yourself up for it, like. Yeah. No, 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 I don't. I think my, <laughs> my, my point is like, even if people have even this information, was, like they they probably wouldn't give it out. And and so the only way that you've got of finding. Um, the stuff that people do talk about well there's the spy shots usually yeah spurious um, leaks as well where it's an insider of some sort sort of leaks but yeah again that it, the, it's more common to get it from the environment agency documents which yeah. that's what I've noticed this year uh, that's where they mm. have to submit photos mm -hmm. sometimes and specs and names yeah. of bikes especially in the US I think it's Blue the California something something uh, I can't remember the name of it but it's like an environment thing where you have to prove your emissions and, and they have to file that in advance of the bike coming out to be able to sell it to have that kind of approval so now you're getting all of those documents going through 
ahead of uh, twenty twenty, and yeah. I assume they have to be publicly available or something because you know they're constantly coming out. So yeah, I was trying to look at how long it is before those things reach press, or you know when they actually file for patents on stuff. How long that usually indicates before that is out and available? I think was it like a year usually or something like that? If they're going to file a copyright, does it mean right. that, that it's know. probably coming out the next year? Yeah, because I, I don't know whether, that, whether so. they do it way in advance or whether it's um, as close as you might think. Um, yeah. Only from like the Honda that I was looking at recently with the kind of aerodynamics and stuff like that, when they had blueprints for what is potentially the new Fireblade, mm. was I remember the information I found was that it's they usually do it like a year before. Or right, okay. sounds sounds, but like. Oh, um, of those leak shots and um, and the kind of documents that, that I'd found, all of them have gone into my Triumph video and Ducati video. The Street and Speed Twins, a, a few people have been asking about this. I don't see those models getting updated for, for next Not, year because yeah. Street Twin got updated for yeah. 2019 yeah. and it's quite rare that anything will get... It's usually going to have two years, right? At, at least. least two years. Same for the Speed Twin. That just came out earlier this year. Yeah. The only thing that people have been asking about in the comments on YouTube that I think has some... Well, I don't think there's any legitimacy to it, mm. but a, an idea that I like is a Speed Twin R. Because you get the Thruxton and the Thruxton R. Yeah. There's no Speed Twin R. That would be very cool. So as it stands, it does have Brembo's, but they're not like radial monoblocks. Yeah. It has conventional forks that are non-adjustable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can get uh, a sort of Fox piggyback shocks option yes. from Triumph and, and, and other people make yeah. shocks, but the standard ones are, are pretty much um, similar to the ones that come on the Street Twin, which is okay. just preload adjustable, but a bit firmer. Yeah. Um, you know, Standard exhaust, that's another option, maybe on an R to put the Vance and Hines on as, as stock. So okay. you never know. I, I like that idea. I also like that um, one of the rumours is a Thruxton R black, much like the T120 black, T100 black, Bobber oh, black. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. blacked out Thruxton. Mm-hmm. Uh, one conclusion that I can't remember who it was, but I was having like a couple of comments back and forth with someone and we got to the conclusion that the ultimate announcement would be a Speed Twin R black. Right, that's the one to get excited by. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nice. it, it's literally only formed in that comment thread. There's no substantiation to that. <laughs> I just think that that bike, if it was completely yeah, murdered yeah. out, but also like specked out, yeah, would be very cool. Well, best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, it still feels a little early for them to be doing any major updates. So, like you say, it's gonna be if it's gonna be anything, it'll be a little bit uh, tweak to something. Yeah, um, and I feel like they've done an awful lot kind of this year or announcements and stuff like that right they've they're focusing it Let's seems like they're focusing more on their street it. stuff right that is in their triples rather than their twins this um, this year because they've already done 29 early 2019 they had their big announcements of the speed and scrambler and new streets and scrambler uh, yeah. yeah and the rocket and then yeah. yeah so now they're going on it seems like they're giving a bit more attention to the triples and then probably go back to the bonnevilles after that but I thought what we'd do instead of our usual higher or lower quiz which Tim normally kindly puts together uh, is we'd we'd rattle through the bikes that have been speculated about from both those, the Ducati video and the Triumph. And yeah. I want to know which ones you're into or mm-hmm. not into. Uh, so we'll start with the Ducatis. Cool. Number one that I picked out was, and this is not really a rumour, this is pretty Just much confirmed, the V4 Street Fighter. Excited about that or not? Yeah. Mm, okay. I am. Yeah. No, I really am. Uh, out of the ones that I know that they're bringing out, that's the one I'm more excited about. Because that's the kind of bike that sort of appeals more to me. I quite like a street bike. Yeah, I that's true. I love a V4. Okay. Well, I say I love it. I've never ridden a V4, but I really, really want to. Okay. Well, that you know, maybe that should be your goal for 2020. Yeah. 
to get a ride on a, a Street Fighter V4. Yeah. Uh, number two, Panigale 959. So it's just an update to the existing baby Panigale. It has a bit of styling. Uh, it might go single-sided swing arm. And then the electronics could be updated. Pretty much, actually, most of the bikes that are coming out in 2020, it seems like an IMU, uh, inertial measurement, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. is becoming more and more commonplace. So it means they can do wheelie control better yeah. uh, and then cornering ABS traction control, so yeah. lean sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this could come in, come in on there. Interested in this? No, I can, I, I can see on your face. For the sake of the audio, uh, not really, no. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, V4 Multistrada, which I was speculating about here and in a previous video, but yeah. since then they've confirmed that they've it confirmed, will be yeah. coming out, but a little not bit later. 2021. So next, uh, yeah, well, let's talk about that. Well, you can tell how excited I am because I already know the information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, yeah, yeah, that inter- interests me, uh, intrigues me. I like Again, I like the V4. I like to see the V4 in more kind of uh, bikes, different kind but of frames. More interested in the Street Fighter? Uh, more of, yeah, just because it's uh, more akin to what I would ride. I'm still kind of intimidated by big touring bikes, so I don't see myself that mm. interested in throwing a leg over that kind of bike okay well that already answers number four um which is uh, you know given that the v4 multi isn't coming out till 2021 yeah next year they're just going to update the 12 uh well it's going to be the multi 1260 gt so it's going to have mm-hmm. a bit more kit on it um probably luggage a taller screen heated grips adaptive suspension Ooh. uh but the, the big thing that's coming in and ktm are rushing to get this to the market as well is the uh, little front and rear facing radars so that it can do adaptive cruise control so you'll just set a distance behind a car holy yeah. uh, and then it'll also give you a no warning if someone's going to run into the back of you that's incredible how what how, What? it gives you a warning if someone's going to hit you in the back it gives you a warning if someone's coming up behind you yeah and they're going to and what's that going to do set off don't you? <laughs> you oh my god just roll on yeah yeah I don't I'd be interested to see how much time you get well, I, I wonder if it's way, re- I don't know if it's realistically going to help you in a situation where someone flies into the back of you when you're you stopped at a junction. Right? So, but if you're on the motorway and someone hasn't seen you, they're probably going to yeah. be approaching at 10 miles an hour faster. If you're doing 70, they're doing 80. So you can accelerate. They might not see you. You can, or it gives you can you that, move over. Just those brief seconds to just tense up and to get like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just fall off. Anyway, excited um, about this or not? I'm excited about that tech. That sounds really cool. It's like, uh, yeah, we've that's been in cars for a little while, where it will yeah. it will latch onto and it's the vehicle awesome. in front, right? And it does it does the. Yo, you've tried it in a car, or you? Yeah, yeah. Have you? Oh, mate. Ooh. Well, you know, we don't have a car. Yeah, we live in yeah, central yeah, yeah, London. I know you, you we hire S ninety yeah. Volvo is the best one that I've ever had. And for it does that. that. Yeah, yeah. So it had, um, yeah, lane assist, uh, adaptive cruise control. That. It was awesome. I do it love was that. Basically driverless. Uh, or you know, you, you just have to touch the steering wheel like every yeah. thirty seconds to keep it going. I mean, whenever I've I've, I've done sort of long distance in cars and stuff like that, if it's got cruise control, it makes such a big difference. I really, really do like that, um, and I like that on bikes as well. Because if you're doing bigger distances, mm. I've done a few bigger trips at the end tail part of this uh, this summer, and they just they wear you down to a certain degree. So it'd be nice to have those little assistants. Um, those little extras on there as well have you so that th- does interest me I like that have you ever thought that like any car is potentially driverless it just depends on how long you're willing to let go of all of the controls and never stop <laughs> <laughs> just keep going yeah all the way to Scotland <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh right oh, I know what you mean yeah fine for like two they're seconds. all driverless okay yeah yeah, yeah they can be driverless your feet will be on there though what you can do just coast just out just let them yeah. stop, knock it into neutral neutral <laughs> and go for it that's true 
Yeah, explain that to insurance. That's why you need the sensors <laughs> on the back of your bike, because of people like you. <laughs> Number five, moving on. Scrambler Icon Dark. So it'll be a Scrambler, but blacked out. Much like my previous, you know, ramblings about Triumph blacked out models. That's basically yeah. all it's going to be. Ducati Scrambler. Yeah, just with black everything, including like the exhaust and everything. Mm, nope, doesn't interest me. I like the I like Scrambler. I like the... I actually, one of the Cafe Racer was one of the ones I like the look of the most, but it's probably not the one you'd bit go for. Bit much for me, that. Ducati. It's expensive also. No, not a bit much price. Mm. I mean, oh, bit, the visually, there's a lot on there. No, I think... Um, and also, they, they can't really justify the extra expense for what it is. Essentially, they're actually getting more on the, uh, the Cafe Racer, which they don't do anymore, I don't think. But, um, or the original one, the black one. So... Yeah, I like the Scrambler, but I'm not necessarily excited about it. Just another colour change, isn't it? Huh? Okay, well, here's something of more substantial uh, Go on. like update anyway. Scrambler, well, this is one that's named in US Environmental Protection Agency. So, like, this is going to happen. Uh, it's just how you interpret it. But it's the Scrambler 1100 Pro and Pro Sport. So, two models. Mm-hmm. The supposition from, like, you know, the internet, so you know that this is good, is that uh, it's a reaction to the 1200 Scrambler XC and XE. Yes. Um, so they think it's going to be essentially a desert sled. Okay. But 1100. Okay. Yeah. Into that. I am, because I was always told that actually the desert sled was the nicer of the Scramblers and was the more kind of uh, adult version of it, which is quite cool, because I like the original babier, smaller... Do you want to know what else is an adult than... bike? The ER6N. <laughs> 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 Do you need to wear a Mac when you go and buy one? <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, it does interest me because I know that the Desert Slide is a pretty purposeful bike, and the 1100 is. Uh, I haven't tried it, but I'm well, everyone it's quite says fun. the 1100 is a bit like, bit. You know, the the beauty of the Scrambler is that it's quite light and yeah. just lively and simple. Yeah, and then uh, is it Moto? Geo. Yeah, yeah. He he wrote you know, he had he has the Scrambler, like a really battered yellow Scrambler yeah. icon, uh, and loves it. And then he said he tested it and he said, Yeah, it's good, but it's just not as good as the like the whole point of it is it it's a nimble one. little thing. So okay. maybe they'll, you know, achieve something here. All right. Um but yeah. Last one I had was like potentially a new monster, but I don't think there's much um substantive about that. So let's move on to the Triumph. New speed triple, which they propose is going to go from 1050 to 1160. So that's going to bang it up mm. from like 148 horses by another 10 or 20 horsepower. Nice. So it'll be a beast. Uh, spec is already pretty, like on the RS, we're talking Olin's, Brembo's, yeah. all the stuff. Uh, and also the top level RS already has an IMU with all the electronics. Um, so it'd probably be a styling update mm-hmm. and a bigger motor. Thoughts? Excited. Yep. I mean, why no, I mean, not? I, I love the I love the speed triple. Anyway, and if it's a bit bigger, a bit faster, then it doesn't need it. But how? I'll take it. Thruxton are black. I like Thruxton. Doesn't excite me that it's just yeah no. Because you could just do it yourself anyway. Yeah. Uh, potentially a new street triple. Although the, the kind of info on this is hints that it's just a Euro five update. Uh, okay, so probably just a restriction. Although the name for the motor. Like the code name for it yeah. in the environmental documents is Come different. On. So oh. something might change. I thought you were going to give me a name then or something like that. Some really cool code name. No, it, it literally is like um, uh, like a series of numbers and letters, but it's different oh. to the existing bike, which means they could inherit some different. stuff from the Daytona. You know, the Moto Two engine. Yeah, they changed Fine. that to to soup up the seven six five from the old Street Triple. You know, tuned it yeah. up. Uh, will although it's probably not going to make, make as much power as that. Maybe some of the 
internal changes. I'm always excited about a street triple because I like them. There we go. Um, but if it depends how much of a tweak that is as to how excited I will be for it. New Tiger. Uh, they say it's going to go uh, up to 900. Well, up to 888cc from the 800 of the current bike. So it might add 10 horses and it's currently 94. So that's going to add a bit. Um, the one that's been out testing, you know, on in Spain and stuff with yeah. the spy shots, looks like it does have a new subframe design, split radiator, higher spec brakes and suspension. And then it's also been restyled a bit. Uh, the 1200 Tiger has an IMU, so that might cascade down to the uh, the new 900 mm-hmm. as well. And then obviously the kind of instrument's going to get a bit of an update. I think you can read from the face. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that venture bikes don't really float I, your boat. I really, do, do you know what? I just need to try them in their natural habitat. I need mm. to actually have a go on an adventure bike on an adventure. And then I'm sure it would click and I go, oh, this makes so much sense. But we should do is, our own long moment, way up. Yeah, we should. But on like a, medium, yeah, medium way up. <laughs> Actually, quite short. Yeah, I've got a family. Bit of a jaunt. I've got family obligations. <laughs> We've got work. Just we'll call it a bit of a jaunt north. We'll just do Edgeway Road. <laughs> on some we'll get out of London. But we'll like pack. <laughs> you got to at least up. cross the M25. Full <laughs> adventure gear. <laughs> Let's try that. Let's and then maybe that will yeah. inspire you to. Yeah. All uh, right. No, because I don't think that's where they're sort of best used or utilised no, do you know what I feel really bad that I don't get the adventure bike thing but I really don't okay okay we've got two goals for 2020 then one is to get a V4 Street Fighter V4. ride yeah and the other is to um, sample you know what the V85 TT you've got to try that next year yes if there's any bike that's yes. going to turn you on to adventure bikes it's that bike yes um, Boba R or TFC we, well, we talked about this last time Boba TFC TFC rather so factory custom mm-hmm. so it's souped up Boba with carbon on it yeah yeah okay. I don't, I, for that bike I don't really I'm not really that fussed uh, for the Boba I think I like it as it's uh, the black the Boba black for me is as good as I want it to be so we'll yeah. see yeah. Thunderbird ooh so th- Argo I like that huh yeah Thunderbird excited are you? <laughs> Show me. Let me see. <laughs> Tim's drawing a blank here. Just, just the name. Yeah, the, the Thunderbird the was like a. It was like a. I know. Amer- I'm American familiar cruiser, with it. 1700 cc parallel twin. Yeah. But then discontinued in 2017. Yeah. It looks like from the documents that it's the same. Th- there was three models: LT, yeah. which was like touring, a sort of commander, which was like a Harley style, and then mm-hmm. a more hot rod, mo- hot rod modern style Storm. All the same bikes have been named, so it's yep. probably going to look quite similar. You can tell how uh, impulsive and childish I am. Just the name Thunderbird, and I was in. I'm in there. Yeah, I'm excited. New bike. <laughs> That's a new bike. I'm All excited. Right. Should, tell me more. <laughs> uh, and then the last things that I kind of named here. Well, they've got their electric project, but I think it's a bit early to see if anything's yeah, coming I am, out. I am excited about that, but it's a real slow simmer at the moment because there's nothing actually on And then they also copyrighted Triumph Trident right at the beginning of this year against a whole list of um, um, vehicle types. So it could be a motorbike, but it could be like an electric. Cool. Uh, not enough details Maybe. there for Tim. He's not bothered. All right. No, I'm, I'm excited again so, by the name. Um, just just, just kind of off my sort of like visual and audio gauge of your excitement levels, yeah. which is quite finely tuned. I'm going to say the Speed Triple... Yes. Re- registered a little. It did. Bit of interest. Yeah. And the V4 Street Fighter. And the V4, yeah. But that was about it, really. Yeah. 
Well, so uh, let's be fair, Thunderbird kind of got me yeah, <laughs> straight in there. You didn't mind the idea of the 1100 Pro and Pro Sport Scrambler. Yeah. Uh, but that was about it. Okay, well, let's let's see how that pans out. Let's see what comes at Eichmer. We'll, oh, you know what we'll do? Yeah, Motorcycle Live. When we're both there, yeah, yeah. we'll go and have a look at these Updating. bikes, the yeah. ones that get released. We'll have, mm-hmm. you, Maybe you can sit on an adventure bike. Yeah, I've, yeah. Oh, and we'll get VR, you know, like little VR goggles. What, they do that for the adventure bikes? Well, I'm just saying, we because you're not going to be able to ride it, yeah. I'll just... I'll just. Oh, you're going to get your own and do it. Yeah, we'll, just, your own. we'll download a route for you and you'll just sit on it. Stick a fan in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Feel yeah. the wind and just in your see hair. if we can start getting you into it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really mad about <laughs> are it. Yeah, are you into them, really? I just appreciate all walks you of life. Yeah. And doesn't so, your dad rides the adventure? He rides a GS, is it? It's not a GS, actually. He's just got the touring... He's got an RT, oh. an R, and an RS. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll you, explain that in another episode. Uh, I thought we'd wrap up today by just having a look at some comments from YouTube. Uh, we haven't got that much time now, but the idea was we'd we'd pick out a few of our our favourite comments and on, uh, something that's made you chuckle. Something that's there was, made oh, me one that made you laugh before we started recording. I so may I may have told share. you about this one, but uh, lately, you what well, I don't know if you know, but Teapot One. He's a YouTuber, if any of you guys watch his channel. Uh, lately, he's had a bit of trouble because I think he's a copper and he posted a bit of footage on his YouTube channel, which he films in his spare time, yeah. where he went a bit over the speed limit. Someone reported him and now he's going through a whole thing where he might lose his job. What? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? So, I, I mean, not that I'm in that same position, but if I ever go a bit over, I, I blur the speedo out on my channel now as a habit. Um, it's just worth it because, like... You know, you don't want to be messing around with that kind no. of thing, do you? And there are people who take a dislike into your channel for whatever reason. That's and they, you know, yeah. So I felt awful for him. Anyway, I blur out the speedo occasionally. I may or may not be going over the limit. And if it's I am, fault it's the... one or two miles an hour mm-hmm. max. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Thanks, mate. Anyway, worst case scenario, that's the username, commented on my zero SRF. And you know how like skeptical people are of electric motorcycles. Yes. And he says, oh, his yeah. comment says, they speeded up the footage and blurred the odometer, which killed the legitimacy of the video. Bad move. So, a lot to go out here. Speeded up the footage. Yeah. I, I assume he hates electric motorcycles and thinks I That's sped so. it up to make it look quicker. Yeah. To strengthen my well, argument. Saying you're a bit of a granny. But then there. blurred the odometer because it actually said like 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Odometer? Doesn't he mean speedometer? He means speedometer. <laughs> Anyway, that was it for me. That one was beautiful. Anything from your channel like that's that. made you chuckle lately? Mind about the locks. I get regular comments on locks. It's one of my uh, most popular videos. And yeah, I just get people throwing in random comments of how they do security or tips on what would be best used. Um, one of them said, YSC4 to the bike. Th- uh, YSC4, the bike thieves will regret. I agree. Okay. I also think you might regret it yourself as well when you lose your driveway and your bike, maybe the front of your house. Yeah. And you're in court. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. Yeah, let's go with that. Someone else said, uh, tip one, don't go to London. Enough said. Yeah, I think if you... Tip one, like he had more tips though. Yeah. It feels like he had more to go on that. Tip one. But yeah, that's enough said. So you started on tip one. Tip one was the best. And you went, but I'm out. Isn't tip two normally like see tip one? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, he could have gone that far. Yeah, but he says don't go to London. Enough said. Um, I can't argue with this point if you don't like going to London. Uh, don't move here if you don't need to. Um, and then the last one, which uh, which is more legitimate and sounds like it was based on fact, was uh, some guy called Mark Lally said on my old bike I wired the HT lead to metal clutch lever with a hidden switch. Gives a hell of a shock. Which, wow. <laughs> I feel. For, how does it's, he not get a shock? Oh, he can because hidden switch. switch. Oh, sorry, hidden I switch. didn't hear that bit. I was still kind of. I mean, you can scam your mates. I was still trying to compute. Yeah, uh, I love it. My only question: I feel like that's something that the individual needs to wire themselves, though, because that's not something a manufacturer can uh, <laughs> probably condone. Because uh, if that thing went wrong and it shocked you whilst riding, uh, you'd probably die. Well, <laughs> or just like. It's the sort of thing I would forget every time I started my bike. I'd <laughs> yeah. forget and I'd shock myself, yeah. and then I'd end up in some kind of like Pavlov's dog situation where I become subconsciously yeah. conditioned to yeah. not enjoy riding my motorbike because I get bikes. shocked every time I go on it. It's a good way to get you off bikes if it's a bad habit for you. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because if you're going to forget like a disc lock, worst case scenario, you're just going to keel over. Uh, on this one, you'll keel over, but for very different reasons. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, it's brave. I like well, it. Well, Tim, I appreciate you bringing not only you know high spirits to proceedings, but also excellent tips, practical you, you know things what that I people do. can go away and use. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. As I say, as always, you know, go and head over to the Facebook group if you want to get a bit more involved in what we talk about. I appreciate everyone's suggestions as well this time round. That was yeah. quite good fun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was good. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time. See you soon.